this. I need to get like a clap um, playback, like a little applause button. Or that even that cool. thing that's like, bam, 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 bam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, so, welcome to Bonafide, guys, um, a podcast dedicated to authentic conversation and genuine connection. This is the part where me and Aubrey say, we are your hosts, we are your sisters, and clink glasses of alcohol and or caffeine and or water. Aubrey is not here today, so it's me going solo, and Aubrey sends her love to the podcast, me going solo as a host, but we got Sammy P, and it's about to be an incredible conversation, so tune in, let's talk about healing, let's talk about fixing our woes, um... I guess I want to start with introducing Sam and why I'm bringing her on for the healing aspect. And then I'm going to let her scream in y'all's ears or not say anything, whatever she wants to do. <laughs> um, so Sam is, I think, 100% a self-healing Olympic champ, okay? So this kid has been my best friend for about six years, maybe. And she's a self-help book guru. She is a boundary pusher extraordinaire. So pushing outside of her comfort zones, letting in healing. She's a certified yogi, a certified traveler, a certified wilderness woman who can lead you on a fulfilling nature hike. Um, She can put you in many spaces and make you feel safe. And I've just always known her to really prioritize healing um, in every aspect of her life. Uh, I'm a little biased, you know, I think she's the best. <laughs> but, but all those things are true, you know, she puts a lot of time and effort into um, cultivating healing spaces via yoga, via wilderness, via creative arts. So, um, bam, 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 bam. welcome friend. Uh, we're doing this remotely. She's in Florida at home. I'm in New Orleans. Well, not New Orleans. I'm in North Shore, Louisiana. Welcome, girl. Yes. Yes, yes. So, um, pretty much this, I'm doing very well. I've had a beautiful day. I've been doing some studying um, at the park and kind of came home. I set up to take a virtual 80s themed happy hour yoga class with <laughs> my girlfriend Rennie in Birmingham. But of course, I was two hours early, time change and things. Um, so yeah, I, you know, talked to you earlier today and you were just sharing with me um, about your podcast and current events. And I'm just happy for the opportunity to get into this great discussion. I loved your first episode. I think it's very raw and it's just fun to not perfect it and keep that flow open and yeah, just have that banter back and forth. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. We're so excited. I'm so pumped. Um, Okay. My first question is, um, can you heal through conversation? You know, you talked about raw conversation in our first episode, and it just had me thinking, I'm like, do you think you can heal in conversation? Just aside, before I get really started with everything. Yeah, um, well, I think with that, I have a very uh, deep and intricate layer, but just to to touch the surface as an opener... um, I think we do healing all the time through conversation, whether that's, 
um, intentionally directed towards what we're feeling on the inside or sometimes you may be in your healing process and just encountering another person can be very healing and take you out of your own personal story Um, but as far as really doing the work with something serious I would say that healing mostly happens on a personal level I love that I love that. I really do gotta. Get, I really do need to get buttons that have like snaps and claps <laughs> and like boos. And so All just... six of them are snapping, Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me see. Snapping. Here, I can. I can give us a little, uh, little bit of this goodness. Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay, so before we started recording ourselves I'd ask Sam you know what books have healed you or what books have brought about healing in your life and for you listeners I'm gonna name a couple that I think you could read right now during this time Um, and a couple of them I've read as well uh, but a lot of them are just freaking badass so you have A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle um, he has podcasts on Oprah Winfrey's podcast, Super Soul Sunday, um, her podcast channel on Spotify. A New Earth is going to be more uh, philosophy-based. Um, and these all have to do with healing, okay? So then you have The Celestine Prophecy, which is a classic, and uh, The Surrender Experiment by Michael Stringer. Um, those are the top three Sammy named I'm behind each and every one of them as a certified nerd myself. Um, so go read that shit while you're doing nothing in your house and getting sunshine. Oh, yes. Whoop. And two plugs. Um, Surrender Experiment. Michael Singer is amazing. You would also um, probably enjoy his work, Untethered Soul, which I would say is a little bit more popular. And if you're checking out um, podcasts and things like that with Eckhart Tolle, YouTube, Eckhart Tolle, and Ram Dass. That is an amazing encounter before Ram Dass just recently passed. Um, If you are doing a little bit of at-home research, yes. Yes, um, that's good. Okay, so... Hmm. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I don't know where I want to start. Yes, I do. Okay. Bathtubs. Bathtubs, bathtubs, bathtubs. Mmm. Love them. Use them. <laughs> Every other day. Heal with them. I mean, what <laughs> is it? One time, okay, so we were we were on a bachelorette trip, and Sam walked in the kitchen, hung over as to fuck, as all we were. As we all were. Oh my god, I cannot speak. <laughs> and she goes, God, like, she, she just got out of the shower. I saw her before the shower. It was a rough state. She got out of the shower. She comes in and she's like, man, water is such a restart. And it just felt cleaner, better. And I was like, that's so true. And I kept that in my little brain filing cabinet. I was like, water is such a restart. And bathtubs are so healing. Like, let's get into that. What is that? It's <clears throat> it's really strange for me. This has been some a practice before I was even conscious of why I was doing it. I've been taking baths very long baths um 
since I can remember, I actually have fallen asleep in a few. I flooded my parents' house twice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Don't try this at home. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, and and it's even said when you think about, or at least personally, um, someone that's lived in the mountains and lived near the ocean, there's such different feelings. And the ocean is so peaceful and... There's just something about water. Um, I can't give exact like research data, but there is something when even when you shower, that fresh start to the day, that water trickling down you. Um, and in general, I may want to just say just intuitively, I mean, water is life. It's yeah. uh, 75% of our makeup and our earth and what we so survive off back of. Home. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you think about water, you think about fluidity, you think about vastness, um, strength, but delicate and gentle and formless. And, and then when you just change the temperatures of it, I mean, you can take a hot bath. It's very relaxing. It's very soothing. Your muscles, you know, they become less tense, which then sends messages to your mind. Your mind becomes less tense. And then you have people that practice taking cold showers to become alert and awake and really jumpstart their day. And it's just such a, a such a powerful life force, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, no, it, it really is. And you know what I'm thinking about is, you know when people break severe major bones, um, joints in their body. So if you have back surgery, if you're elderly and you have knee problems, you have this or that, and you can't do physical therapy um that is string too strenuous or you'll hurt yourself and maybe you're of, of like a very fragile state where you can't even work out because your physical health is hard a lot of those people use water exercises and water mm-hmm. to heal their broken bones quite literally you know that's some of the like people who lose feeling in their legs because of ms or something like that like you know i think you, you don't have the gravity hitting on you like you do on these land land parts. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm a big fan of bubble baths. I think that they are church. Isn't that interesting? Like, even when you were just talking about using water for restorative purposes, I immediately started even thinking about waterboarding and how with a different oh, pressure... It's used to, I mean, of course, in like military preferences, it's used to train you. But I mean, in general, it's used to break you down. Um, So there's just something, there's something so powerful in it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Water signs, show it up. (laughs) Bring out your co-stars, guys. Oh, this cancer. Oh, this cancer. All right, wait, let's let's do it for the cancer. Hold on. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. I found the button. Ooh. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, interesting. Oxford Dictionary of definition of healing is the process of making or becoming sound or healthy again. I love mm. that. And then, in quotes, it says, the gift of healing. As if you can give it to someone. Mm. 
or yourself. And that's and that's the definition for what? That is the definition for healing. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. The verb. So I was like, interesting that right after the definition, it uses it as a gift, right? So obviously that's super, super important. And that's a major ass like part of what that is. Um, mm, I like that. Right? I read it and I was like, that encompasses so much with so little. And then I thought, okay, so baths, water, cool. This is the definition. These are ways we heal ourselves in, in small doses, right? But, like, truly, physically. Because we are putting our physical body in a different element to feel something different. To restart, to clean, whatever it is. In general, how do we heal ourselves physically? And how do you believe that relationship is? The physical well-being and the breath to healing. Because I know that you've studied breath a lot in your yoga practices. And you're constantly getting certified in different aspects of yoga. So I really, really, really wanted your, um, I don't know, your info and your opinion on what the breath actually does for us. Okay. Uh, I felt like there were were many parts to what you just said. But as far as addressing the breath, um, yeah, I think it's the most valuable tool that we all have. It is the only thing that is automatically happening within our body, but that we also have control over. Um, And every breath pattern has a mental, a mentality attached to it. And so they kind of go back and forth um, with the checking, checking in and checking out. I mean, if you're ever, I know for me, just driving, I catch it all the time. Um, I start to feel a tightness in my chest. I feel a little anxious and I check into my breathing and I realize, oh my gosh, I just held my breath for, you know, half a minute. And because of that, like everything in my body's tensing up. Right. So like your shoulders are two inches higher. You fucking are so on edge. Yeah, exactly. A whole whole thing. It is, it is. And, And we experience it so much all the time so I think when you at least start before you even begin practices it's more of tuning into your breath and Mm -hmm. when it comes to breath you have passive breath and you have active breath so what's really powerful about passive breath is in any moment if you can check into that breath are you breathing in the chest are you breathing in the lower belly is it shallow is it deep this is giving insight to how I'm feeling right there in that moment. And it can start to point to external happenings that are triggers for you. And this is a really great way to learn to direct and, and heal your life. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and learning how your inner anatomy is working with all of these external elements. And then, And once you go deeper into it, you can start to learn about conscious breathing and learning kind of how to change and shape your breath to create that sense of healing, to create the stress reduction and becoming more from a pinpoint focus to an open awareness of actually everything that's going on, not just inside of your own world. Yeah. 
So, okay, being inside your own world, it's so easy to live in your head, right? Yes. Especially at a time like now where we're all forced to be in isolation. Um, what is, so if I'm really stressed out and I'm in my house and I've been scrolling on my phone and I'm mm. just kind of pacing Preach. And, and all that stuff, what, what is the best thing for me to do physically and with my breath? to feel better in that moment like what can we do at home yeah I feel like yeah whether you're just tuning into your phone too long one turn it off give yourself a few hours but you know whatever whatever it may be if you start to feel this sense of restlessness a sense of dis-ease um there's many aspects uh if you want to start with the breath I mean for me it's always checking in so a quick check-in and it's hard because once you start to observe the breath we automatically change it but if you can really just (laughs) in your yeah if you can just before you even start say I'm checking in so it kind of gives your whole body this this awareness of okay I'm just about to see what's actually going on Mm -hmm. um So just kind of, I like to start to, for maybe three to five breaths, I follow the breath. So I kind of feel the inhalation coming through my nose. I see Mm -hmm. whether it's coming out in my belly inflating or if the chest is inflating, how deep it is. Um, And so I do like three to five just to become aware of the state that I am in because this is going to serve you the next time. And one of my favorite very very simple practices is a therapeutic zone breath um so for me once I kind of check in and I feel a little more grounded all of my external sensories are becoming a little more inward you can do a very simple breath exercise um you could even do it I would suggest three to five minutes but even if you do this for one minute you will see a difference and it's um, pretty much there's six second inhales and exhales. So mm-hmm. after checking in and having a passive breath and observing, you would say to yourself, inhale, one, two, three, four, five. Exhale, one, two, three, four, five. Inhale. I love- And so you would repeat that. And that's called, that's kind of in the therapeutic zone. And what you'll realize is once the breath lengthens. (laughs) (laughs) That was for the breath. I just did it, y'all. And it was nice. And I remember my therapist telling me that years ago um, to calm down uh, an anxious heartbeat. And so I think, hey, listen, y'all heard it here first. Right. And, And sometimes, though, if you're being honest, like, and I know you've been there. I've witnessed it. And you're so powerful. Your mental strength. You are really good about creating diligent practices, whether it's running, sweating, breathing, um, yoga. It doesn't matter. Writing. Like, you're really good at that. But some people, and I have been someone, maybe you deal with depression. Maybe there's a lot of layers to this. And you can just yeah. sink in. And, and the concentration it takes to count your breath, it seems unattainable. So... Yeah. Um, you know, it's always baby steps. Sometimes it's just going outside, changing your environment, because even when you're feeling a certain way, 
to I feel, and I'm not saying this is the truth, I feel that you are emitting an energy. That energy is in your home. And you could be, in a sense, energetically, this invisible, subtle energy. You could be trapped in your own mental dialogue. So get outside. Definitely. Breathe. Dude. Yes. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. I gotta do it one more time. Woo! That's the truth, though, y'all. It's it's so, so, so vital. And, you know, Sam is one of the first people um, that in my personal life was like, dude, just go outside. In a, in a very subtle way, not always go under the sunshine, but she would always remind me how important it was to just change atmosphere. That sometimes things aren't as scary and daunting as they are in your head and they don't always need to be fixed with words or problems or tears sometimes you just gotta change your routine and it's that simple and often when you're in your head you forget like oh I can just step out of this box for a second and it will make you feel different Um, so I urge y'all to do what she said and try to I mean bring us with you if you're listening to us come (laughs) on But put, put us on speaker, put us far away, maybe come back to us at night when you're going to bed. Um, and go play with your dog, go jump some rope, go lay in the grass, look at the clouds and make shapes like you did when you were little. It's so important for healing. And I know that everyone's experiencing transitions within themselves right now on kind of how to keep their like social life healthy when they can't really have one and healing is all about just that ultimate health so go get it yeah I like that and you know what I really liked Olivia when you and your friends came to stay with me um three weeks ago or so we uh, used all your tampons <laughs> and by we, you left a team. few thankfully and then I went into Walgreens to get more and it was, I just don't like going into stores right now it's really scary for me. It's creepy. Uh, it's, it's creepy. No, creepy is better than scary. It just really it's just eerie. I just get so paranoid. Like I literally <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like the transition I go through for like an hour after going into a store. Um no, I can see it. Like now. Barnes and Noble right now, that's an essential business question mark. Do appreciate it, but um <laughs> I wanted to get no. this book on yoga and I drove to Clearwater St. Pete didn't have it so I drive to Clearwater and the sky's outside only 10 people are allowed in the bookstore which is kind of a fantasy right like very quiet bookstore all all to yourself but not really because you know that other people are waiting on you and we love this shit yeah so I like go into I go into Barnes and Noble I had already called the book in it's waiting for me and I I love my books, but also you got a lot of heavy introverts working in bookstores that are a little socially awkward. All right. Definitely. So then they're like, <laughs> she's this lady. I walk up. She's like, step on the tape, step on the tape. Oh, and, no. and I get it. She's urgent. They don't want to lose their business license. Like I totally understand, but it's just, it's, you're just, you're absorbing so much at the same time. And so it's I'm, a lot. yeah, so I'm standing on this tape. And she has her gloves on. And so she puts the book on the counter and she tells me how much it is. And she says, now, when I step back, she's going 10 feet. She's like, when I step back 10 feet, you come grab the book. So she steps back. I step up. 
Then I step back. She steps up. Then she tells me how much it is. She steps back. I step up. I got so weirded. I told her to keep the change. And I just left with my book. (laughs) I walked outside. My sister was waiting on me. I was like, we got to go. This is stressful. But y'all, the world is in is in that state right now. And people are driving in their car with masks. It's like, come on, wipe your car down. Get a little breather in. No one's in your car. Like right. roll the right. windows down. Get that sunlight. Yeah. If you're, <laughs> come on now. Uh, uh, did I cut you off when you said you were excited about us coming to you? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say another thing because of course, like. I just want to say from someone that is still learning self-discipline with practices within the yogic tradition of meditation and breathing and a lot of other, um, as one would say, maybe morals, uh, that comes with practice. I still struggle. But what I really liked when all of you came, you brought coloring books. And I have enjoyed that so much. If you are, like for me, I suffer from, not suffer, I'm challenged with overstimuli. So I'm constantly, my mind's always attaining, goal, have to do this, have to be there. And that causes, yeah, it causes anxiety, it causes stress, it causes me to completely be unpresent with where I am. And coloring has been so much fun. Like, that's awesome yeah you're just using your strokes you're very um, completely enthralled in it and then you can send it as a gift which is building connection which is healing and I think that even takes us full circle to you saying like healing can be a gift yeah shit ain't that the truth yeah I mean you know there's people who work in word I guess like spiritual practices and like healing or healer is their occupation and also is all their being um, so yeah I just I thought that in healing yourself you're always giving a gift it's mm-hmm. it's always being you know paid forward and I think that's something we have to learn I think it's something that's happening right now quotation mark current crisis we are coming right. home to ourselves we are yeah. being forced to spend time alone when we live in a world full of stimulus we are having to sit with uncomfortable pieces whatever way that may show up or manifest and the more work that we do even with your question can you heal through conversation of course human connection it is a necessity but really getting to those layers, that that's a lot of self-work. And when you do that, self-work. you're always giving. You're always you're always creating that karma. Literally. Um, I have one thing to say to that. I just opened a white claw. Pop her open, baby. <laughs> 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 hey, can you pass that through the phone? Oh my gosh, my sister, real quick, she was playing. Okay, I have to say, like, yes, I know, it's very serious. Take it seriously. Take the right precautions. Be educated. But also, our generation, can't wait to listen to your last podcast on millennials. Um, The things we're making, like, beyond, like, dogs singing funny songs about seeing their owners all the time. And these ridiculous memes. Haley... 
<laughs> she put on that's my sister she put on shout out Haley we love you <laughs> she put on a coronavirus playlist via Spotify and this thing is so good but one of the songs was because you said pass it through the phone one of them was kiss me through the phone, through the phone. <laughs> see you kiss later on <laughs> that's so perfect okay give me the name of the playlist I'm gonna shout her out let's see Haley what's the name of that coronavirus playlist she's looking it up she'll get back to us all right, I'm going to give that to all of y'all to go dance to. Oh, it's great. It's all over the map, all over the map in genres. That's amazing. Um, we're going to give that to you guys. I, uh, yeah, I mean, what was I about to say? Yes, there's this quote and this meme um, going around Facebook. Well, there's a bunch, but one I want to say to end, like, the very... Oh my god, I just put in the wrong password. Okay. Sorry, guys. Having lots of thoughts out Real loud. authentic connection. This is it. We are scrambled hey. eggs, everybody. Scramble, scramble. Okay. <laughs> this quote is what I think Sam was alluding to. Um, it's on Facebook, and it says, I think that when the dust settles, we will realize how little we need, how very much we actually have, and the true value of human connection. Mm. And right and right now, that's that's the healing that's going on. In your day-to-day and in your world and in your society. So that's for you guys who haven't read that. One little practice that I have been consciously doing only for the past three days, but I've started already seeing effects. Especially in this time when you don't have a lot of outlets that are available that we're used to, whether it be going to social gatherings or shopping or eating out, whatever it may be. Um, anytime I say I want, I am filling it with I have. And I know Oof, that's, that's great. A, you've heard about this practice of gratification, but right now when I don't have the finances to have, I can't just go out and, and hold on to connection that makes me comfortable. Um, just even with that what you just read Olivia just we have so much already and all these things that maybe we've put a lot of value in and we've created our life around how sturdy are they do you have those things you've been building your foundation on is that even still available and really looking at what's important in your life and what you already have um wow yeah no, I'm refraining nothing. from doing the clapping button right now because I know I've done it like five times. Um, but I wanted to very bad. <clears throat> so I also have a little something I want to open up for a discussion. Okay. Uh, and whenever you shared with us the definition of healing, um, I thought you said healing and then I didn't know if you said water, but then you told me you said no, the verb healing. And what's funny is Literally, you sent me that Google Doc like 15 minutes before we started this. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the first things I was writing from my thoughts is healing is a verb. (laughs) So it's something in action or better yet, it's an effect. Mm. So for me, when I when I hear the word healing, it seems like it's preceding something and 
So I decided to look up the word trauma. And trauma is stated a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. So for me, healing's almost like the mid aftermath. So then I started thinking, okay, well, what planes does trauma exist in? And I think they can occur on all levels that we're conscious of. So emotional, mental, physical, even as well as spiritual. I've met people from very heavy um, upbringings with spirituality that has caused trauma in their life. It's not one you would even maybe think of. Um, and yeah, I kind of want to, I want to talk about this. I want to, I know, and I'm, this is all stemming off of kind of little blips that you gave me. Um, and especially, I love that, especially with the healing process. So I want to hear what you kind of have to say, especially from someone, Olivia, that has gone through some different grieving processes. And I can think of a few different ones that are very powerful, influential. Um, How would you describe just personally, which is not an absolute, your healing process? Oh, this is why I love you. Uh, Bless. Because, because, um, you know, asking these questions and having this conversation and it open to anyone who wants to hear it shows that like you can have this vulnerability with people and it might give ideas to like how to heal. Um, so just thanks for that. Uh, so healing personally, um, for me, for me, that looks like acknowledgement. So the first thing I do when something traumatic has happened to me, um, and like a lot of people, I think when you, a lot of people in their twenties, you've had at least one to a few traumatic experiences at this point. Um, but the first thing I do is acknowledge and I get comfortable with the fact that this is my reality. So I'm like, Hey, this person has died. This person has gone away. This person or this experience. Oh, shout out to Jack. Sorry. I decided to go outside for a minute. No, it's okay. I think, I think he needs to be on the podcast next (laughs) because that, that boy can talk Jack Russell. Um, but, acknowledge yeah um and sit with it because for me my natural response when something scary happens is to avoid and fly away Ooh. i am like i don't want to acknowledge i am terrified because it's just the, the fear is so overwhelming i i get so nervous and scared because i'm such a sensitive person that it's so much easier for me to just shut it out completely so the first thing i do is um, get comfortable with this being in my life. And then after that, I start to go down the pathways of like, okay, well, like, how am I reacting to this? How has it affected me? Like, what emotions am I feeling? Is there a way for me to channel it? And then I'll write or I'll dance or I'll work out. Um, so I suffered from like really, really extreme um, anxiety and an anxiety diagnosis that really started to plague me. And that was that was directly correlated to trauma I experienced and hadn't really dealt with because I was so young and I didn't have the tool belt for it. So it manifested itself physically. And about six, seven years later, I'm in high school. No, about four, four years later, I'm in high school 
and it is just I'm debilitated on the couch. I almost crashed my car. I vomit on a statistics exam. I am just having a panic attack more than I'm not having a panic attack in 24 hours. And I get my ass in therapy, and it turns out it was like all of this stuff that I just never acknowledged um, grew in a way that was a little poisonous for my body. So I guess therapy also taught me that it's safe to acknowledge things and it's safe to like understand them and you don't have to be quiet or hush hush anything mm, I love that completely. so and so I shame that's that's the thing like my thing is get rid of shame and talk about it and that's why I'm like artist that's why I'm about podcasts that's why I'm about gratitude because it's all creating focus and like um okayness with talking about fragility and like taboo topics like you have to do that that's the only way and i think even what we're doing right now talking about it more openly um which i think is being more familiarized is so important in allowing others to be seen we may not go through the exact same experience but we can all relate on some form of discomfort and feeling uneasy and having symptoms like you're talking about panic attack shortness of breath nausea um and i want to it's i this is why i love our friendship um i feel like we always somehow make full circles and i love how you started it and talking about it's too much right so so for me and how for a minute you kind of had it blocked out and so when you think about trauma so we went from healing maybe why would you want healing okay some sort of trauma some sort of distress has happened on some plane okay well with trauma comes shock it's something that has knocked off Mm -hmm. your equilibrium and with that Mm -hmm. I think it is our primal instinct to protect to survive and so mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, and, and that's why you have to be gentle with yourself, that we are not always the most happy beings, okay? We go through things, and we're all swirling in each other's stories and patterns, and we're all affected by it. And so I feel like that shock is to, to know that it's not going to be fixed in some certain amount of time. And that's okay to just... Let yourself, it's right? Like, be, like you said, yeah, be it's like if you've ever let yourself. Let's go with if you've ever experienced death, maybe or or someone you know is is terminally ill or something like that. Sometimes you don't feel anything at first. It's I mean, before you even go into the different stages of emotion, it's almost numb because you're just even in the process right. of yeah of accepting. Hey, this is going yeah. on. And, and yeah, yeah, and our brains are layered, like it takes a long, and our hearts are layered. And I think just the human, right, is an onion. And so it takes time for you, even if you want to soak all that in and you want to invite it, it takes time for you to understand it because you can't just be like, got it, I can understand this existential thing in one day because it happened to me. Like, no, it's about a 10 years of crying and 
celebrating and writing and reflecting self sabotage and, and conversations and all self sabotage. Oh my god, drinking. I mean, we could go on. You know, misery loves company. I mean, I'll tell y'all this as an example. Went to go visit Sam two weeks ago. Um, it was like the week in where whenever Corona had came about, but nothing was, they were still on the stages of seeing if it was going to get really insane or not. So we were, we are already on a traveling thing. Uh, we already had plans to travel and then we ended up staying with Sam because we lost all of our jobs for a week. And, um, during that week, my grandmother got diagnosed with stage four colon cancer and had to have an immediate surgery terminal um now they they got the tumor removed but it had already been metastasized so she has about 30 to 90 days to live currently and i remember being in this space where i'm like oh i get to visit my best friend i haven't seen in a minute um i get to be with my girlfriend my other friends all this stuff um and this is so fun and i'm at the beach and i don't have a beach usually but at the same time i was like holy shit my nanny's dying and she's in her early 70s and she helped raise me and like that's really weird. And I remember like sometimes because all of those people I was with are safe to me, I could be driving and I'd start bawling, crying. And then 10 minutes later, I'd be drinking a white claw, chugging it on the beach, seeing who could do it faster. Waves. I mean, it was, you know, it was so waves. And, 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 down. and yeah, I think even that waves. just waves. So that is what our consciousness is. And I've been diving really really deep further into my studies of the mind and meditation and so <clears throat> it's weird so with nature in general all aspects of it it's life death rebirth cycles cause and effect so that's something that's always happening in every aspect even astrology it doesn't matter it is that is something that is scientifically proven um, in our DNAs. Every seven years, the cells have completely changed. So you have this whole aspect. And then you have consciousness. So consciousness is sensation, thought, feeling, um, action, and the way that we store experiences. That is not to say that's what's, what is actually happening. What's act- actually happening is awareness. Mm-hmm. So that's the stillness. That is the plane that life is happening, that consciousness is connecting and evolving and moving. And so when you say waves, you know, like talking about chugging that white claw and then crying and all these things, that's what's happening with us. It is these waves of perceiving and and having these different touches to awareness to this truth and I love even what you were saying like kind of talking about these layers and being an onion and how you can't even talk about it maybe until 10 years which even goes back to does conversation create healing for me that's why I started with sometimes meeting a stranger is healing because it's taking you out of your personal dogma your story right a hundred percent a hundred percent i love my i love talking to strangers all walking you and cashiers oh, I, I, I hope you have 10 extra auditorily. minutes <laughs> girl bring it so, out bring it out i think it's interesting um and 
So let's see. So I think even with what we're talking about when you're when you're going through trauma and you have that shock, I think all it is is over time, which like I said, is not set on some specific uh, table for us. It's, it's just having moments of allowing it in and, and it, and it shows in different stages. Um, and, and even what we talked about earlier, when you are healing, for me, it's more of when healing for me really begins is maybe you've gone through these heavy emotional states or numbness or this or that, but throughout a little bit of time, you, you can get to a place where you can view things objectively, meaning you're not so emotionally involved in that moment, not saying that you won't be again, but in that moment, you're not so emotionally involved and you can start to see this unfolding, this awareness of what's actually taking place. And as soon as that glimpse happens, Mm -hmm that's the healing that's the evolving that's the moment Mm. that you have seen something for what it is and things start to shift and truly observation is so powerful you know it takes you it takes your bias and your effect out of it you're just watching something very clearly you know with no distraction yeah and i think um and for me, and just like you've already said, it could be through dancing, it could be through art, it could be through writing, you know. And for me, my speaking oh, of yes, dancing, she sent it to me. Playlist? She texted. Hold on, I gotta open up Spotify. Yeah. It's oh, it's literally called Corona Quarantine COVID nineteen playlist. A playlist by Andrea oh Pharrell on Spotify. It is the bomb. Corona. So literally, if you type in coronavirus playlist, the description will say Corona Quarantine COVID-19 playlist. And it's by Andrea Farrell on Spotify. Okay. I'm going to let you finish what you were saying because I loved it. What you eating? But, um... Girl, I just opened a little. little I just literally came outside, and then I I even took a little leak in my corner of the of the yard. (laughs) (laughs) That's seven p. Yes, baby. She lives in Florida. Fertilizer. Hey. I mean, we have no toilet paper. What are you supposed to do? You grab a leaf. Hey, what you gotta do? You gotta be a baller. Oh, God. Um, so this playlist is dancing. There has been, okay, there has been a renaissance happening, and it's gonna continue to happen because the pendulum is forced to swing the other way due to this virus because it is affecting the economy and affecting people's snaps, and snaps, snaps, places. snaps. So, a uh, hundred years ago, the Black Plague happened. What happened right after it? The freaking renaissance, baby, baby. And it's happening again. And um, so these Spotify's and these music videos and these TikToks and these podcasts and these freaking songs and art that's being created. Yes, is it is. Beautiful. And I also... I'm going to link the playlist, by and, the way, y'all. And uh, something that I want to bring attention thing. to... Um, 
One is right now we are we're we all know that I feel like we have a lot of different things going on right now with shifting. We have this new age that no, it's not necessarily millennials think everything should be given to us, but we also we are finding substance in the enjoyment of life and connection and creativity and we want to have more freedom in the way that we spend our time. And it's very valid. And with that, we have technology, which can also be our biggest threat. Um, and what I want, what I also want to leak here is right now, even with all this going on, there's been so many powerful articles being leaked through Twitter, which I've never used, but also YouTube and you know people playing music online for free and yoga classes and um, online tutoring for free and there's also a lot of articles going on right now our biggest threat in the way that we are evolving it for uh, news and 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 different theories that are out there and keeping the communities alive and vibrant like this is also part of the healing process. It's not to give into that fear of, yes, like this could be our downfall. They could dominate control over us, but also like right now during this time, we are using it to liberate each other and give to each other. And this is so important because it is a fight right now. It is a fight for what powers are going to be healing or are going to diminish our flames and dominate us um i know that's a little little side segment but that's something evolutionary happening right now and it's so so important to just like what we're doing right now with this podcast the way that we're using these tools i mean technology if we're gonna leave if we're gonna leave the you know the podcast we're almost done it'll kick us off at an hour um if we're going to leave the listeners with anything, yeah. it should be what Use you your power. Said. And I love this. It's so simple with these times. It's like, is, is this the apocalypse or the revolution? It goes into what you were just saying, Olivia. Don't give up on your inner okay. power. There are so many of us and how we use this and the message we're spreading, you know, Grow your small circles, grow your community, grow plants, grow food, become self-sustainable and use technology for a source of truth and connection. Yep, do your research. Do not believe all the misinformation that's out there, y'all. Go to CDC or go to your local governor. Other than that, I really would be hesitant because I saw this freaking article about someone's dog having coronavirus and dogs cannot get coronavirus. Like people are. Yeah. And there's even things whether I don't have full trust in my government, I will come out and say it. But at the same time, I have grown up. You may categorize me as a hippie. I don't like to put myself necessarily in that realm. But at the same time, I know a lot of people with these conspiracy theories and some of them are for the better some of them are for the worse also oh my god just stay grounded whatever it is whether it's coloring dancing writing breathing find it you have the time cooking find your outlet and connect to it and breathe it and be it and share it yes yes be it share it believe it all right friends i'm gonna link you're so tech savvy olivia's been helping me with this my entire Um, six years of knowing her (laughs) 
Oh my god, it's she's she's not a hippie. She's just <laughs> um, a hippie dip. There's a difference. And, and I just got a Gmail account so, for this. So, Let's be real. Uh, I know. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. But here's the thing: she's willing to learn about the tech, even though she sucks at it. Um, and also, like, what a what a nice release! Like, someone who actually sucks at technology. Everyone else has <laughs> technology just glued to their forehead. Um, so that's that. I'll link the playlist. Also, those books. If you want to get some books, order them to your house. Um, a new earth. That personally changed my life. The Celestine Prophecy. I've heard that changing everyone's life. The Surrender Experiment. Yeah, yes, queen. The Alchemist. I'm gonna yes. throw in the Prophet. Uh, I'm gonna throw in anything Brene Brown. If you're more new age, she's a, a sociologist, scientist. She's a scientist. I'm not sure if it's sociology. I think that's one of her degrees and backgrounds. But she studies shame and. Um, courage and all these beautiful human emotions she has a bunch of stuff on healing um so get all that stuff uh let's say a big thank you <laughs> to Sammy P for holding it down for coming on this podcast 20 minutes before i started recording because aubrey couldn't do it let's shout out aubrey thank you for holding it down last week because i didn't do shit but this week here i am um and I'm gonna do this. My 80s theme yoga class Wait. starts in three minutes. Virtually. This is amazing. Well, my clapping button. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love you, Sam. I love you, Bonafide listeners. Um, keep healing. Keep killing it. Reach out to me if you know me. If you need anything. If you don't know me, DM me on Instagram. Bonafide Podcasts. And thank you for coming up with great topics and having the self-discipline to stay on track and reach out to others to join in and have open discussion, authentic discussion. (laughs) Yes, talk shit with your fam. That's the mantra. All right, I love you. Have a wonderful day. I will. I'm about to go. I have on all my highlighter colors. I'm about to go bust a few shapes. Y'all heard? (laughs) it'll be videotaped all right i love you all keep tuning in to this beautiful soul sister and her amazing sister aubrey and uh gabrielle's cool too Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i love your entire family lord have mercy all right my god there's something be well all right signing off goodbye